0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but we do got Joey D's running the board. Hey. On today's show, Vicky will talk Enola Holmes and American Gods. Yes. Uh, Joe and I are going to nerd out about Magic the Gathering. Heck yeah, we are. Heck yeah. And of course, we'll get back with the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search for geek Nation <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us.
0: Exactly. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Send us those random speculations that you've got about, well, anything Thing or the reviews of the movies that you have enjoyed or not enjoyed, uh, let us know that geeky stuff that you uh, love to uh, either make fun of or actually enjoy. Uh, Vicky, yes. uh, I know one of the movies that you have seen is Enola Holmes.
1: Yes, it is a little bit of a long movie. Is it really? Two hours.
0: Okay. And three minutes. Okay, so uh, a little bit long. And Enola Holmes is, uh, obviously, the last name sounds very familiar.
1: This is not, uh, is the term canonical?
0: Okay, yeah, exactly, it's, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I got that from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> uh, basically, Enola Holmes was not in the original stories. This mm-hmm. is something, a new creation, but we do have Sherlock Holmes and uh, his older brother. Um, Mycroft? Mor- yes, I almost said Moriarty.
0: <laughs> no, 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 he yeah. is not. <laughs> this, is a, this is a
1: Netflix movie that came out last year, end of last year, uh, I think back in September. It's been on my list that I wanted to watch for a while, and I finally got down to it. Uh, it's funny because I decided to look at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes and it's 91% on rotten tomatoes wow. however the audience gave it 51%
0: interesting that's like, really divided and
1: i think it's very it's very much usually the other way around
0: absolutely yeah
1: i think it was fun it was you know it's about this young girl who has the brains of sherlock holmes but she's a little bit more wild if you will okay because the mom is played by helena bottom carter and the idea or the story is that the mom one day Goes missing. Like, all she, right. she only had her mom. The, the brothers Roth doing their brother, you know, the Sherlock and the, the Sherlock uh, thing, Mycroft thing. Um, <laughs> and so she just kind of hung out with her mom her entire life. She isn't a proper lady, and she learned all the different things like fighting and like self defense. Studied every single book in the library, kind of a thing. So she's a very intelligent young woman. But when her mom disappears, her brothers come home, and Mycroft being a jerk, he's like, okay, well, we need to make you a respectable lady, so I'm sending you off to a boarding school. Oh, geez. She's like, screw this. We got to go find mom. Yeah, right. So she ditches them and she just shows how intelligent she is. And it's really fun to see Sherlock and a 16 year old girl version.
0: That's really cool in that sort of aspect of it, too. And I mean,
1: more personable, I think. Yeah. Just sweeter, I think I should say, not personal because she hasn't been around a whole lot of people in her life, but she is much sweeter.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And it, uh, this is uh, and Enola is played by Millie Bobby Brown. Oh
1: yeah, and she is badass. There is some pretty awesome fight scenes. Like you see the sixteen-year-old going up against a grown man, like actual like jujitsu type. And wow, really even cool. Even show like the jujitsu studio, like the underground jujitsu studio for women that is kind of going down. Oh, I think, funny. Like it doesn't bother me. I feel like people are like, oh, that was. I think they think it might be too cheesy, but I think it works. It's a lot of fun. She runs into this young lord of Tewksbury, and he's <laughs> running away because he doesn't want to be a lord. His father passed away, and so now he has to be like basically like another like another voice in the Senate or something like that. If oh, he's
0: kind of the boring kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't want
1: that to be my life. And then they go on a mystery together, and they kind of intertwine, and she's... Trying to find our mom, but it's, it's, I think it's adorable. It's a lot of fun. A lot of actors you'll probably recognize like, oh, okay, that person, this person. Um, I don't see why people would rate it that low. It definitely could see like teenagers liking this movie a lot.
0: Okay, and maybe that's what it is too. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the times you kind of have to deal with maybe like the review bombs right. uh, for people who are not happy with a movie because it's, it's
1: like that's why do we have a girl Sherlock? It's like it, calm down. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like it's non canon. It's almost as if it would be like a what if, like if you're thinking about like the the Marvel comics or even the the new series that'll be coming out in uh, on Disney Plus, like what if, the you know, Sherlock had a younger sister and she had to go do things. Like, there's nothing wrong with these movies. It's fun, fun ways to pass the time.
1: And Henry uh, Cavill, the king of the nerds, because he's a huge, (laughs) huge nerd. (laughs) Yes. As well as uh, Spider-Man, or not Spider-Man, Superman and uh, Gerald. Yep. Um, But he plays Sherlock Holmes and Sam Claffin plays Mycroft. He was in, uh, if you guys have seen uh, Hunger Games? Yeah. Or not Hunger Games. Yeah, no, Hunger Games. Catching Fire is the one he was in. Um, Oh, okay, okay. Same with uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. He was in a couple other things, so you probably recognize him that way. He was Mycroft. He's such a jerk. (laughs) He's in Peaky Blinders.
0: Oh, I love that show.
1: Oswald Mosley. All right. Okay. That's, that's yeah. The, that's yeah. the actor or oh, the character. Moseley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's cute. I especially I, I think give it a shot. I was watching with my dad and he was getting into it, but then I have a little brother, so he wanted to watch something else.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's two. I understand how that happens. <laughs> uh keeping you around, Vicky. Um, another show that you've been uh, continuing to watch and mm-hmm. I have to under I haven't gotten to season three yet of American okay. Gods. I haven't seen any of it. Uh how are you feeling about it? I really haven't Heard any news one way or another about Please. whether people are liking it or hating it or anything? I feel
1: like this is definitely going to one of those shows that I need to watch it till the very last episode to really tell you if it was a good season or not.
0: Really? Because
1: it's so hard to tell. And this is, BJ has said this before, this show is cursed because the first season was phenomenal mm-hmm. and then they lost their showrunners. And when those showrunners left, we lost, uh what is it, Jillian and Anderson? Anderson. Mm-hmm. We lost, um, like, Chenoweth, uh, Chenoweth.
0: Uh, yeah, Christine Chenoweth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We lost her. Then we get new showrunners, and then this season we lose. We get another set of new showrunners. We get. Like, Orlando Jones isn't in this season, so that's why I'm also kind of like, and he's
0: super, I, he's I super salty it. about it, which I understand. Yes. Like, it was him and a, a couple of other people that st- uh, stepped up. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Orlando Jones was a writer, yeah, for a lot of season two because, the, y- like, they you're saying, help, yeah, they needed people to kind of form this story, and he was all in on it. And then, like, they basically They're just like, well, not ceremoniously really just
1: we won't yeah. need you this season. It's like they could have put him in this season,
0: and so yeah, that's. It's kind of annoying in terms, especially from what I've read, because I had to look up some stuff about it Mm -hmm. that people are just saying, well, it's like, yeah, you say that the reason why Orlando Jones isn't in this because Mr. Nancy doesn't have a major role in this segment of the story.
1: But apparently he does.
0: But then also, like, there's other people, like minor characters that they're elevating that had no story whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, I like the excuses don't make sense to me. And it might just be a cursed show. Um. Um, so,
1: like, I'm glad I didn't read the book because I think I'd be losing my mind right now.
0: None of this is
1: right. That being said, today's Monday, right? Yes. Yes. So I have not seen episode eight, The Rapture of Burning. That was last night's episode. I have I have only seen up to episode seven. We have ten episodes this season. So after okay, the, okay. The one so, from last night and then two more.
0: All right, so uh, after that maybe we'll uh, all come
2: together
1: mm-hmm. and see
0: if it's a worthwhile sort of thing. I feel like this is one of
2: those shows that's going to get redone and it's going to be amazing, you know, because I, I, there is a complete story here that's amazing that's that was mm-hmm. great that yeah. had a perfect acting for whatever reason like you said it was cursed but like 10 years from now they're gonna look at this and they're going i think there's something
0: there i feel that this is gonna go the way of heroes
1: Oh <gasps> no an amazing
0: story that just got just ham boned by he, the whole writing the issues thing, though
1: like heroes like it just was crap and crap and crap this isn't crap necessarily not Yes. The first season was
0: Not amazing. <laughs>
1: the first season and the was second
0: ama- season wasn't crap. You're right.
1: No, it was a good season. Like yeah. everyone, you have to give a little wiggle room to the second season because second seasons after a phenomenal first season are usually crap or mm-hmm. in comparison seem like crap. But this wasn't crappy. They did a good job, especially with all the changes that they did. I enjoyed it, and I'm enjoying the story so far. But the one of the big things that happened this season was. If you haven't heard the Marilyn Manson controversy, oh, yeah, he was in like the first, second episode. He was one of the first episodes, and then with the controversy, a lot like his label dropped him, a lot of stuff going on. So he was written out of the show, and we actually just saw that in this episode. Not him, like how they did it. They're like, not how I know that there was something missing because I've read it, yeah, that you know, okay, but he kind of shows up you know like, like this is the end of yours
0: yeah you don't see him and then things happen and then all right yeah okay. just kind of right you you've gotten written out yep. yeah I, I feel you vicky cuz we had that happen
2: in the expanse and it was the same way like you could see they had a story and then all of a sudden
0: they're gone yeah yeah oh so uh that'll be interesting to see how that goes about
1: yeah i think if i didn't know about it i don't think it would have really Mm-hmm. mattered, I guess. It would have made sense, more sense to me, but because I knew that, I'm like, oh, okay, there's something here that's missing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, on Friday, we did not talk with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach, uh, but we still got him. We got some video game news that is very interesting and also some San Diego Comic-Con news that might uh, pique your interests. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. And Gareth, a lot of people can get a lot of fun information and this was something you sent me that I was excited about there's something new happening with uh the alien franchise uh more than the other stuff that we've actually talked
3: about oh no kidding and see this one has <laughs> been like a is this going to happen or not uh back in january of 2018 to give you an idea how crazy far back it was we got an email from a pr firm saying hey there's a new alien shooter coming for consoles and pc and it was odd because there was no Name. There were no pictures, there was no trailer, nothing. So normally they don't announce something that far ahead, just the studio, Cold Iron, made up of people who worked on um, various games, everything from City of Heroes to the Bioshock, so on and so forth. Didn't hear anything for ages, and then they announced this game called Alien Blackout, which was for, it's like five nights for Freddy for the um, cell phones. Oh, yeah. And then in the press release, they said, don't worry, the shooter's still coming. Ooh. And then, Yeah, and then, then this rocky road happens that real quick is essentially Disney buys Fox, so Fox Next, the parent company, gets sold to a mobile game developer who very clearly isn't in the business of doing AAA A releases for pc the studio keeps saying don't worry we're still working on it we're still working on it and then out of the blue we find out they sell it to daybreak who did everquest planet side we started to hear it's a massive online shooter and then we thought okay we're going to hear about it on alien day last april didn't happen thought we oh we're going to hear about it around the time of when e3 didn't happen and then out of the blue just the other day they drop it and say, here it is, it's coming this summer.
0: (laughs) So it's going to be like Planetside, like you talked about. So a a first-person shooter set in the Alien franchise uh, that is multiplayer, massively multiplayer.
3: You would think that, but that's not what it turned out to be. Oh, what the hell? (laughs) It's it's called Aliens Fire Team, and it is a three-player, third-person perspective shooter. But yet it appears to have cover mechanics and see some people are saying, oh, it's like Left 4 Dead. And I'm like, no, I get more of a mix between The Division and Gears of War. Yeah. Because.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was just like, this sounds like uh, Gears of War to me more than anything else.
3: Right. And the clips they've shown, we've got the trailer up on the page shows you know three-person teams we see flamethrowers we see the pulse guns i'm assuming somewhere in the mix there'll be smart guns (laughs) and they're going through colonies that sort of thing you're seeing wave after wave of aliens come one person even said to me kind of reminds me of the world war z game in that they keep throwing wave after wave after wave at you and i'm like well at least we've got something. We know it's coming this <laughs> summer. I'm assuming when we get to virtual E3, we'll get more information on it, and somewhere down the line we'll get more. And, of course, now the pundits who, oh, it's not in isolation. Well, they're two different games. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, right? Like, you still, like you'll still be getting your thing. This is just a different thing.
3: It's you and two <laughs> buddies arming up and taking on a nest. All right, Uh, (laughs) and I'm going in various locations. (laughs) It even showed a queen. I'm like got to be better than Aliens, Colonial Marines, right? And at least it's something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At least it's something. It's got to be better than Trash, and uh, if not, well, there'll always be something else coming down the line.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Now, another thing that I was very interested about, because I've gotten back on the VR train, I've been uh, playing a lot more Beat Saber, trying to, uh, you know, have some fun, get some exercise going on with that. Also, I've been playing a little bit of Skyrim in VR, but I'm looking more for a first-person experience, and something just dropped uh, this week. That sounds kind of amazing.
3: Yeah, this one came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting, because as we talked about on the last segment, uh, the PSVR 2, that's still a year off or so, you know, and there you have it. And then out of the blue, Bethesda came out and said, oh, we've got Doom 3 plus the two expansions all rolled in, one VR experience for the PSVR. Whoa! uh, Yeah, and remember we talked about Oh, you know, outside of their announced exclusives, is everything going to be basically PC and Xbox first because of the merger and blah, 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 blah. And here they drop PSVR.
0: That's a really interesting take just because I think that kind of alleviates a lot of fears that people were having with that. And I'll be perfectly honest, I forgot Bethesda has Doom.
3: Yeah, And well, and here's the thing here. This is where it gets really funny. Doom three was not released under Bethesda. That was back when I believe Activision had the uh, oh. had it back then. I'm trying to remember exactly who had it, but there was there was a bit where it flipped. I think. I, I may be thinking Quake or not, but either way, that was before Bethesda had the rights to it. So, you know, this this is an interesting thing. But, of course, when they merged with it, obviously the old back catalog came into play. And what's really interesting is it's coming out March 29th. So they make this Whoa. announcement. And it's like, hey, guess what? It's coming in a couple weeks. That's
0: also, I mean, that's kind of Bethesda's MO. If you, uh, you know, harken back to Fallout 4 when it came out, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Fallout 4 comes out in like, what, a month? Like, it was one yeah. of those things that they worked in secret. And everyone knew that they were working on it, but they kind of surprised everyone when it came uh, came to be. My my only hope with it is that, like, when I play Skyrim and when I've played Fallout in uh, VR, it was it was more of just kind of a portal over um, and it, there's a couple of times where it's a little wonky I kind of hope that they put a little bit more effort into the doom VR experience than they really kind of did with the uh, the action RPG stuff
3: and I'm really curious to see how it I mean obviously it's designed for the PSVR ps4 but you can also use the PSVR on the ps5 so I'm curious to see you know how much upscaling and stuff mm-hmm. the new system will do for it as well and I they, you know it's a good thing
0: Absolutely. And now we do need to talk some convention talk because San Diego Comic-Con, well, should have been coming up this summer, but it looks like that's just going to be a virtual event again, right?
3: Correct. Now, it's interesting because we talked recently about uh, WonderCon, which was due at the end of the month going virtual, and that's not a surprise. People Mm -hmm. had talked about that, and we talked about the speculation. Are they going to possibly try a reduced capacity? So on and so forth. There were all these things and the company came out really quickly, but with an interesting twist to it, they came out and said, okay, look, you know, essentially we're going virtual. It's going to be three days instead of four. Uh, But like last year's format, this is what we've got. This is what's going on. Uh, Not safe to do so. But then they said, We will have a smaller in-person event this November, but we don't have dates and details yet. And that has got everyone going, oh, really?
0: Right. Yeah, that seems interesting now on like from your uh, perspective, does it seem like kind of like hopes and prayers at that point?
3: Well, depending on what you think, I mean, we were told the other day that, you know, the White House is saying, hey, you know what? We're ahead of schedule. Uh, We're going to have doses of the vaccine for every adult that wants it by the end of may i believe yeah yeah you're right april or may and so you know you sit here and go well if people are using them if the cases are dropping um you know obviously you'll probably still have to wear your mask and stuff but what's so interesting about it is the format because so many people if you remember last year said, we can't do the summer, we're jumping to the the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about, you know, the one here we have, which is usually in, uh, well not usually, it's over Memorial Day weekend. They've come out and said, we're going to do it at the end of January next year. Things like that. So you're seeing people push back because a lot of the models were saying, well, you know, maybe by fall, uh, holiday season we can have a return to some form of normal, uh, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. And what's so interesting is people said, They didn't postpone either of the events. It's not, hey, we're going to push back WonderCon, we're going to push back Comic-Con. It's, we're going virtual with these, plus we're going to have this uh, three-day in-person live event. Now, that's where it gets really interesting, because people say, the the rumor is it'll be the weekend before Thanksgiving. That's one rumor that's going around. And people... And people are like, well, number one, San Diego in November is not a bad time of year to go. I mean, it's a beautiful city. <laughs> it's great year-round. But I can tell you of being over there during that time of year, winters in San Diego are still quite nice, especially for folks in clo- in colder climates. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: But
3: the format is what really has got everyone talking now because nobody's expecting it to be the scale of Comic-Con with all the celebrities and everyone coming out. So people are saying, well is it going to be like WonderCon, where it's more of an emphasis on TV and pop culture and not as many of the movie things, or is it going to be a hybrid of the two where essentially we're going to have the TV stuff. We're going to have the movie stuff, not as many, and we're going to keep the uh, crowd size smaller. And it's interesting because people thought it was really unusual to say, Hey, this one's virtual, this one's virtual, but guess what? We're going to add an in person one versus saying, yeah, you know what? We're just going to postpone it. And yeah, it's the fact that sense because as popular as they are, Mm -hmm. people forget it's a nonprofit and they've been very upfront about, Hey, you know, we didn't have our shows last year. So as a result, we have to shave a day off WonderCon and Comic-Con this year, even though they're virtual for the sake of, this. And of course, they have the the stores open and stuff like that to help out the vendors. And you know, some people say, well, this is a way to get things moving, get people back, do some kind of event, get some kind of uh, you know sense of normal routine back, and then that will enable them to make a smoother transition to live shows in 2022 with the return of WonderCon, with the return of Comic Con as it's uh, traditionally known.
0: Yeah, and I'm really hoping that uh, by 2022, everything is going to be normalized as much as we possibly can. And just the fact that we could possibly see even like small conventions by the end of the year is uh, really kind of hopeful when it comes down to it.
3: Gareth. Oh, say- absolutely. And we're, you know, <laughs> we've already talked it over with I'm like, we're going.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> go Perfect. Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find out more information. Go to sknr.net. Get all of that geeky info for your face. All right, Gareth. Thank you so much, man.
3: Anytime. Take care. Thank you,
0: Gareth. And now, Joe, we're Hi. still in the gaming area, and with video gaming, I know you've been playing some Magic Arena. Um, have you been able to play some uh, Call Dime yet, or is it just standard at this point? Oh yeah, a little bit of both. Okay, right on, right on. Call Dime's fun. Uh, love the draft format. Very
2: complex yet simple to uh, you know grip for at first. But nice. you know, Perfect. like they say about poker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, Again, like I said originally when I started playing it, snow is awesome. You can draft any colors, and they all go together. So no problems there. But what I got into over the last week that we had off was actually best of
0: one standard. Interesting. Now, this is like no sideboard. This is just you play one game, and then you're one and done, and you move on to your next opponent. Yes. Which is not the normal way that I've grown up playing Magic. No, and honestly, I kind of didn't
2: realize it myself. Uh, It's a very different game. There's a best of one smoother, for those of you who don't know, which is a hand smoother. And what it is, simply enough, is instead of
0: drawing uh, one hand, the smoother draws two hands that gives you the one that has more mana. Oh, okay. Well, that's good, because one of the biggest problems that Magic has had over the course of its entirety is getting lands screwed. Yeah, and if you're playing a best of one, there's nothing
2: worse than not getting to play the game at all because you don't have any lands. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, with that and the combination of no sideboards, it makes for a very different game. Um, and, of course, what do I play when it's a very different game?
0: Mono Red. Oh, that's what i was about to say. You're playing Burn, right? Because that's about the best thing you can play when it comes down to that.
2: Yeah, and for those of you who don't know my magic history, which I'm sure many of you don't, uh, I actually <laughs> made a very uh, good run in the magic community when I was like eight or nine uh, in the Junior Super Series. Yeah, with, the JSS. That's right, baby, with uh, Mono Red Goblins. Uh,
0: so this was like going back <laughs> to my younger years. Oh, Joe, being a kid again.
2: Yeah, and I just did it for fun, honestly. There was no intention of making the Pro Tour or anything like that. It was just, let's see what we can do. And um, I went pretty far. I ended up making Mythic, and at one point, I was top 800, ooh, in the best of one, but I didn't hold my rank. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very enjoyable. The games are quick. Uh, The smoother does make it great that everyone gets to play spells. You know, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of mulliganing or a lot of games that just end on turn one or two. Yeah. Um, But it is aggressively... Uh, oriented because, of course, people generally want to do their strategy more and more consistently.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense in terms of just like a best of one. If you can catch someone unawares, one and done, boom, you're out. You could go on to your next opponent.
2: Yeah, um, but man, it was like one of those like falling in love with something again kind of moments because I had kind of sidetracked constructed magic for a very long time because I've always been a, a limited lover, as I like to say. <laughs> you know, magic releases a lot of sets. How can you not want to try Oh, the yeah, thing? they are, yeah and so this was uh this was very entertaining especially on a random week off that you have you know just to like kind of dive back in you know switch your deck up keeps tweaking it a little bit to beat the meta game because as you move up in the ranks the decks change and that kind of a thing oh fun yeah so uh that was that was very entertaining and call has been great I, I the standard format as many of you know has been a little bumpy in the last year or so <laughs> that's a good way to put it but uh this weekend was also the MPL that are the week, are last weekend was also the MPL as well which is their big streamer league that's right yeah we're all all the pros compete, and they have like, incredible great matches. Go ahead and watch them on Twitch if you haven't seen them; they're they're archived. But uh, the the meta was very diverse. You had a lot of different decks. You had you know rogues, mono red, mono white, Yorian, four different kinds of Yorian decks, uh, Naya Damn. aggro, Naya control, Naya saga. You know, it's just everything and goldspan dragons and combo decks. So it's a lot different than the OCO or the you know <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, or yeah, any of that right. that we've had to deal with. So I give them props. I, I'm, I'm very excited
0: to see what happens in Constructor Magic. Now, this was an interesting, too, because you've been playing via, via Arena, and that's the, the format that they're doing with that. But they're releasing a sort of new set, kind of not really. Like, it's a new old set that won't be available on MTG Arena. time spiral remastered yes and it's uh, a new way to experience the time spiral block which was originally came out in 2006 and 2007 so wow like 15 years ago almost 14 15 years ago and this is a lot of players favorite limited format too which is kind of interesting in just the terms of how confusing time spiral block really was yeah because this was their big uh we're gonna just go ahead and kind of take things from old, take things from new, and shove them all in this one set and let you figure out what it is. And it was Time Spiral. The set itself was uh, basically kind of going into the past. Uh, Planar Chaos was like an alternate dimension cards a lot. And then the Future site was cards that could potentially be seen in the future. And we've literally seen cards uh, that they've been able to print under uh, newer sets uh, that were future spoiled. Yep. And so now it's coming back, and it is... I was kind of curious about it because it's a 289 card set and it's it's a best of hits of like all of them. I don't think there's any new cards whatsoever. No, these are just like just like the name I would uh, kind of <laughs> imply. They're just all cards that you love and want to see and what's the best part about it, Rev? The borders. Dude, okay, so some of the cards are uh, time-shifted. And what that means is that they have the old-school borders, and usually this means, like, uh, the the borders on the white cards are a little bit different. The black ones have the borders that have, like, the little bubbles and the cauldrons and all that stuff, which uh, look fantastic foiled, like the old-school ones I thought always looked amazing. And the gold cards actually have, like amazingly deep gold borders and i've heard some people some some kids out there and these kids these days who are like these borders are ugly and i'm like you don't respect the old school borders Shame on you. Yeah, I grew
2: up, as, like I said, as a kid, when I would open those gold cards, my God, especially foil. Woo! Right?
0: Yeah. Like, the gold ones are just better. I mean, I remember Chronicles was one of the first time, like, quote-unquote, time-shifted best-of sets, and they did it white-bordered. But when you saw, like, an elder dragon legend in a gold, like in the gold, I don't care if it's black-bordered or white-bordered or not. It still made it look more badass. Yeah, and I just saw the Ancient Den, which is the artifact land with the old border. Dude. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. So there's some of the best hits. This seems like a, I think it'll be a solid like drafting set. Um, but we get returning mechanics from the original time spiral block include echo flanking, flashback, morph, shadow, split second, suspend and vanishing. There's a, this is not for the newbies. And and it makes sense that uh, these would not be in MTG Arena because the game isn't programmed for that. They've simplified the game much like D&D did with 5E. And there's just, like, if you've ever seen... Uh, Or you tried to play MitGo, which is MTG Online, uh, which does have all of these things. And I don't know if they're going to be doing any Time Spiled Remastered. But, like, if they do one thing, the programming might actually break something else they don't even know about. Like, the programming that goes involved with the literally most complicated game out there, uh, it's entertaining, (laughs) to say the least. Oh, yeah. And
2: if you're a Commander player, especially in Paper Magic, I mean, how are you not going to want all these cards? Oh, yeah.
0: Exactly, like some of these are staples for Commander as well, Uh, and that's like literally their most popular format. Yeah, and you know, I never understood
2: that concept of not of people poo pooing things like this because, again, the, not all the products are going to be for you, and it's not like this is going to make an impact on a format that's going to ruin something. This yeah. is literally just for collection, in my
0: mind, or and, or like drafting as well too. Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah, and I can see stuff like that because I mean, you they've got they've got uh, slivers back in, uh, they've got Cascade in with Bloodbraid Elf. Like, there's a bunch of cards that are still really good in older formats as well, and if you can break out like literally like a chalice of the void with the old school artifact like it looks so badass oh yeah definitely and i mean again it, oh dude it's just
2: it brings me back to those days where you would sit there <laughs> at, at your local card shop and you would open a pack with the hope of getting a foil or a multicolor card or the card that you were looking for and then rebuying another pack if you missed oh man
0: yeah all of these look badass. I really love all of it, so I'm kind of excited to see uh, like in play some of these, or at least just collect some of those cards. Upgrade my cards in terms of like getting the cooler art, the cooler borders uh, for all of my commander decks. Yeah, and you know what I've seen people do these days since we're quarantined is
2: that people will order boxes online and they'll hop in like a Discord channel and they're uh, they share screens
0: with their friends and they'll open packs to try to see what they can get and like, oh, share like cards pack wards and yeah. stuff like that. That's awesome. That's so. like Discord like that. That really helps. And I know there's a couple of other ways that you can play with your paper cards with people online. So, I mean, that's the, the necessity breeds invention. So, uh, people are still going to be playing the paper magic for as long as they can. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Now let's get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. All right, Vicky, what's going on?
1: So, I know we've been off for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, previous to the last episode. So, there's a lot of information that came out that we haven't gotten to talk about. Yeah. One being... The Boy Season 3 has started shooting. Ooh. Yay. It started
0: Nice. Uh, my favorite superhero show that is definitely not for children. <laughs> definitely <laughs> <Yes>. not.
1: <laughs> Even
0: though Vicky let her uh, little tiny tot brother uh, watch it. Yeah.
1: Just a little bit of it, and then like when he looked bored, I changed it.
0: Oh, good job! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's it. They did post a pic, or Prime Video, the Twitter page posted like we we knew they were up to something behind those matching masks. Season three, of the boys coming soon, and then there's a picture of uh, the crew with their masks, you know, flying off obviously to go film. Nice. So yeah, that's
0: cool. Um, although Stuck for that,
1: good news, and then there's bad news. Not
0: about so. the boys, though. No, right? no, no, no. Okay. But another right. show
1: that some people were digging, The Twilight Zone, uh, news came out that it's not moving forward at CBS All Access.
0: Interesting. Now that's because, well, CBS All Access, I think either as of now or very soon, is changing to Paramount Plus. Yep.
1: And The Twilight Zone will not return on CBS All Access when it's rebranded to Paramount Plus. Okay.
0: Does it mean that they'll still have the old ones on there? I mean... I, I would think that they would want to because they've already put money into it I mean, and they, that it's already out. They
1: probably already have the, the rights to it. So, so
0: just not another season yeah, of Yeah,
1: they're not doing more.
0: I'll have to... I'll, I'm, I'm interested actually looking at Paramount Plus because of all the all of the stuff that's actually on. Was
1: it Nickelodeon's on there too? Yeah,
0: there's a lot of things. So I'm kind of interested in where that'll go. I'll have to look at the full list to see what programming's on there. But I mean, if that's one of those ones that I end up getting... I'm I mean, there's so many other ones I have, geez, um, that, you know, I'll finally actually watch The Twilight Zone and maybe Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I
1: don't know yet, though. We shall see. Exactly. Um, but uh, other news. This one's uh, more movie news. So we know the Snyder cut is coming real soon. I think it's in yeah. a couple of weeks as Harrison, of today. Yeah. Uh, it's March something. <laughs> uh, apparently, the way he's doing it is that there's going to be different chapters along with it because it's Justice League and it's kind of cut them up so there's a lengthy intermission to, you know, break up the film.
0: Interesting. And they release
1: the name of all the different chapters.
0: Okay. So how many chapters are there going to be? Six. Wow. Okay.
1: So part one, chapter one, part one, don't count on it, Batman. Uh, part two is The Age of Heroes. All right. Part three, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Uh-oh. Part four, Change Machine. <laughs> the, uh. Part five, All the King's Horses. And then part six, Something Darker.
0: We, like, they give me no context. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I mean, the only one that
1: I could maybe, The Age of Heroes, maybe gathering all the... Characters together, which happened. Yeah, I'm trying to. Remember. I get. Ch- I honestly get Justice League and Batman v Superman confused all the time. I yeah, can, I absolutely. can never tell you which movie was what.
0: Well, and that was like when you said Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. I was just like,
1: Martha! Exactly.
0: And I was like, wait, no, that's Bat v Soup.
1: Was that. Ah. I
0: think. Uh, I, I don't want to go back and watch these. I just. I'm just going to watch the Snyder cut. You know what? I'm not speculating on this. I'm just not. I'm okay. Not.
2: I can tell you if you can answer me this question because I also don't remember.
0: Justice League was the
2: one where Superman is brought to life or is already...
1: Justice League, I think, is where...
2: It's the one where he's dead, right? And they bring him back to life? Yeah, because they get
1: Wonder Woman and Aquaman and everyone together, and then they bring him up back to life, and they're all fighting against him.
2: Yeah, because Batman v. Superman Superman dies to doomsday. Yes. Spoiler alert, if you don't know. And then the next one, the whole thing is they bring Superman back. Well, he gets... The sun hits him and apparently he's alive again. Who knew? I mean, the sun powers Superman, but he's like emo Superman with very little memory or something. And he's lost and he's a bad guy. And the whole arc is that some aliens come to the planet to take over because Superman's dead. Spoiler, alert: two and a half hours later, Superman's not dead and he saves the day. If yeah. you remember yeah. that, that whole scene yeah. at the end where it's all red.
0: And I know, and that and that actually, thank you very much, because I, I know one of the things from Zack Snyder's Superman, you'll see Superman in the black costume, uh-huh. at least for a little bit of it. So that'll be kind of interesting in that. And like, we're going
1: to get more Joker.
0: Yeah, more Joker. Although
1: be- I did see, you know, people were freaking out about that Jesus type Joker picture, if you saw it, with like him wearing like the crown of thorns. hmm uh, and I heard that that was just a picture they took. It wasn't anything that's actually going to be in the movie itself. But then somebody was complaining. I think I've been watching a TikToker. I think he's like Straw Hat or something. He does some really cool reviews on movies and shows and yeah, fan theories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, but he was explaining, he's like, I'm kind of tired of Zack Snyder's thing just being like, here is like a Jesus Christ analogy. Like you have Dr. Manhattan, very Jesus, like very godlike. It's always about like the God figure, Superman, without saying that's very yeah. easy connection.
0: Well, I mean even like Dr. Manhattan is a very easy connection when yes. it comes down to it So,
1: but it's it's becoming like his thing. <laughs> maybe it's just the
0: fact that Zack Snyder is picking up on things that just have that sort of thing because even right. talk about that thinking of Zack Snyder's movie Sucker Punch, which I don't necessarily ever want to go back and watch, but the central character is still a Jesus-like character who ends up sacrificing herself, spoiler alert, <laughs> at the end to save everybody else. So wow, maybe you are absolutely correct. I'm interesting. I'm gonna to look at his yeah. whole body of work and either
1: that out. or i mean because like they the, like his point was like even though the joker that image isn't going to be in the movie he's like that is why would the joker be a jesus you know you already have or god like if you already have superman so much other stuff uh but i do want to point out have you guys have, i know bj did i don't remember if you both have watched final space
0: Final Space, no.
1: Nope. It's season one and two, it is hilarious. It is done by Olin Rogers, and I think it's uh, through Conan's like um, production company or something. So because yeah, it was on like TBS, right? Yes. Conan yeah, yeah, does yeah. a voice of one of the characters. Such a jerk. Uh, it's a great <laughs> cast of voice actors, and I love Olin Rogers. He was like, a YouTuber guy and became an actor and did all these other cool things. He's just hilarious. Season one and season two. Mm -hmm. are, as of right now, streaming in the United States and in, uh, I think, uh, just the United States as of now on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Before season three premieres on March 20th on Adult Swim. Oh,
0: wow.
1: So definitely you'll have time to catch up and rewatch, like I'm going to be doing. So if you guys are looking (laughs) for something to watch, Final Space, it's quick because they're quick episodes. It's so dumb. It's like a dumb kid's show, but with more blood. Oh. All right, it's, okay. but it's not necessarily like when you think of a show you're like that's a gory show. It's like it just happens to have gore in it,
0: and it's the animation is kind of reminiscent of like a Rick and Morty, right? Eh,
1: it's nicer than Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, I okay, okay. I, I'm trying to think of how I can what I would compare it to. It's. It's nice. It's good. It's good animation.
0: Nice, cartoony, all right. but it's good. All right. So that's one that you recommend uh, that us uh, get on with and yes. do that. Oh, it's got that little green, uh, little green alien.
1: Yeah, and that was voiced by David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. Right, and he does not sound like David Tennant at all because you're used to, you know the Doctor Who David Tennant or you you know Kill was it Kill kill, Uh, Killgrave yes yeah, Uh, Killgrave from Jessica Jessica Jones Jones. and this is he's evil in this but he does not (laughs) sound like himself that's funny (laughs) but please check that out and if you guys uh, check out our Facebook page get all the latest news and until next time stay nerdy